Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Everybody, it is indeed Friday. It is the 18th day of November 2022, and this is the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hi, everybody, it is Steve Z here at the plastic microphone at Studio 63 here in Bayou Country as I prepare for my last day before a one week vacation for the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you have made all of your plans, and I hope sincerely that you have not fallen for the get a free turkey with any purchase of blah, 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 blah at your local store. Trust me, my friends, that turkey is not free. They take the cost of that turkey and they divide it up and they splash it onto every other item in the store. Please don't be fooled by the free turkey advertisements at your local grocery store chain. I've been hearing quite a bit of fuss about Elon Musk and what he has done at Twitter. And it kind of makes me say, hmm, are the people at Twitter who have decided to censor conservative speech, censor Republican-centric speech over the last how many years, are they finally getting what they deserve? Remember, people didn't go to work at Twitter because they were hoping by some way that they would be able to change the company back to what it was originally intended to be. I don't think that's the deal. I think they went there so that they could impose their will upon the people. I'd like to read to you now some bits and pieces from an article that I read in the Associated Press that it took three reporters to write, and it still amazes me in 2022 how it takes three reporters to write an article. Back in the 1960s, it took but one. Twitter continued to bleed engineers and other workers after new owner Elon Musk gave them a choice to pledge to hardcore work or resign with severance pay. Imagine that. You're going to go to work and actually work or you're not going to work here anymore. What a novel concept. Hundreds of employees signaled they're lazy. They don't want to work. They don't want to devote themselves to hardcore work. So they signaled that they would be leaving ahead of the Thursday deadline set by Elon Musk. 
posting a salute emoji or other symbols familiar to Twitter workers on the company's internal Slack message board. It was not always possible to tell if they were doing so because they were leaving or were they in solidarity with their departing colleagues, according to a current employee who spoke, of course, on condition of anonymity for fear that Elon Musk, the evil man, might retaliate against them. Their employee said that they are speaking on condition of anonymity because there is a measure of confidentiality required in order to get the severance pay that is promised to them. Some people took to Twitter to announce that they were signing off after the deadline. A number of employees took to a private forum outside of the company's messaging board to discuss their planned departure and how it might jeopardize their U.S. visas or if they would get their promised severance pay. Twitter leadership sent an unsigned email after the deadline announcing that offices would be closed and employee badge access would be disabled until Monday. No reason was given, according to an employee who took the voluntary layoff Thursday and says he had to speak on condition of anonymity for fear of losing severance pay because of a confidentiality agreement. Since taking over Twitter less than three weeks ago, Elon Musk has booted half of the company's full-time staff, an untold number of contractors responsible for content moderation and other crucial efforts have also been shown the door. He fired top executives on his first day as the owner of Twitter. Others left voluntarily in the ensuing days. And earlier this week, Elon Musk began wisely firing a small group of engineers who took issue with him publicly or in the internal Slack messaging system. See, that's what happens. You go against the company, the head of the company goes against you. That's the way it works. If you don't like it, start your own social media platform. Overnight, on Wednesday evening, Musk sent an email to the remaining staff at Twitter saying it is a software and servers company at its heart and asked the employees to decide by Thursday evening if they want to remain part of the business. He wrote that employees will, quote, need to be extremely hardcore to build a breakthrough Twitter 2.0, unquote. Now, I was not planning on devoting the entire episode of the Truth Hurts program today to Twitter, but a good portion of it will be devoted to Twitter. And here's why. So many of you are Twitter followers. Hell, we even have a Twitter handle here at the Truth Hurts program, and it is at Hertz program. I was advised when I began the Truth Hurts program that I should have a presence on social media. Facebook, Twatter, Instant Igram, and all of those others, and I'm speaking silly words because I don't want to get sued by those platforms. But yes, we do have a Twitter handle at Hertz program. I don't pay much attention to it. I don't recall accessing it, but maybe once, twice since we began this program way, way back in the day. But it's there. And folks here at Studio 63 do, guys, you do take a look at it once in a while, right? Okay, just making sure. Anyhow, I decided to think about what it would be like to have been one of those employees who decided to go to work for Twitter. Imagine it. The year is 2007. 
You're a young, rich, lily-white, privileged, idealistic college student about to graduate. You come from a rich, white, liberal, Democratic Party-supporting household in Southern California. You were fresh out of high school just a couple of years ago with a full head of dreams on how unfair your white privileged life had been to you, but not only to you, but to the underserved communities of color that lurk just on the other side of the railroad tracks beyond the freeway, out by the chemical plants and the loading docks. Your entire high school career was filled with clubs and social groups, and you truly enjoyed your lifestyle with your new convertible car, your nice clothing, a credit card, hundreds of pairs of designer shoes, a cell phone with awesome Wi-Fi connectivity everywhere you went. Blonde hair, blue eyes, a great body, and you hung out at the beach, the malls, those trips to Rodeo Drive, where you felt right at home with all the other rich, white, privileged kids. Ah, yes, the good life. Your mom and her latest beau gave you everything you wanted. And if it wasn't good enough, a quick call to daddy and his latest arm candy bimbo would certainly provide. So you never really knew anything at all personally about struggle, strife, or grief, or pain, or hunger. Nope. Love ya. Hugs and kisses, baby. Love ya, bye. Then you were off to change the world in college. You enrolled in a liberal college taking a liberal arts curriculum, maybe a computer class or two. No scholarship, of course, because, well, you were too popular to worry about grades in high school. But don't worry, mommy and daddy, though separately living their dream lives, allowed you to take out some student loans in your name. And you, at 18, supposedly an adult, signed them willingly, knowing full well that you'd probably never pay them off. After all, they were no interest or very, very low interest, and you have until 65, 80, 90 years old to pay them off anyway. But don't worry, there are some politicians out there that keep making promises that they'll forgive those student loans, but only for a select few. So you were off to the wonderful world of college, and you took liberal arts, and you took political science, and you took all of those classes to indoctrinate you into believing that the country that has provided you with so very much, including the same country that provided your minority friends the same opportunity to sit in the same classes with you at that liberal college, was somehow evil, racist, mean, wicked, bigoted, nasty inequitable, unfair. That's what college taught you. And so you spent four years of your life listening to college professors who didn't make that much money, were never very successful, didn't look really good, and of course had zero social skills. They were angry at the world. They were angry on the nation that shat upon them. So they devoted their lives to lying to you and indoctrinating you into a liberal, pie-in-the-sky utopia that would await everyone if we could just find a way to get rid of those evil, nasty, conservative Republicans. 
Yes, my friends, it was four, five, six years of dorm life for you. The parties, the drugs, the drinking, the indoctrination into the wondrous world of socialism, dabbling in communism, and shitting on the dreams of everyone and everything that had indeed made us the greatest nation on planet Earth previous to your college indoctrination. The dream of everyone and everything to be equitable, equal, even Stephen across the board, spread the wealth around. Only, please don't spread my wealth around. My mommy and daddy work hard, or they hardly work, but they've got money, but they deserve theirs, and I deserve it too, and I don't want you to take from me to give to someone else, but it's okay to give away someone else's money. That pie-in-the-sky utopia would await everyone if we could just find a way to get rid of the evil Republicans, those MAGA people, those deplorables. Hell, you heard it in every single one of your college classes. Remember how our American history was filled with inequity and racism and bigotry and bullying, bullying rather, and of course, evil capitalism? Science classes were no better. They taught you that everything you learned in junior high science and everything you learned in high school biology was an outright lie because you learned in college, which is like, you know, way, way better than high school, that there are 57 or more genders. And that gender is fluid. You can change from day to day, moment to moment, mood swing to mood swing if you'd like. Then came your mathematics classes, racist mathematics, because you know, everything is racist. One plus one equals two. Unless, of course, you're a minority, and then it can equal anything you want it to. Political science was the end-all, be-all indoctrination. It was there that you were taught how our nation's political system needs to be done away with. A big, sprawling, central proletariat was the way to go. Spread the wealth around. Video speeches from Karl Marx and Barack Hussein Obama and George Soros. Political personality studies into Guevara, Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, and a little Chairman Mao thrown in to excite your spirit. Yes, yes, indoctrination, education, misinformation. Then, by some miracle, after frat parties and late-night drug and drinking sessions and a few not-so-peaceful protests, somehow, some way, you managed to graduate college, owing, of course, a ton of money in student debt, and then one day you get recruited by this new social media platform company, Twatter. They're going to change the world. They're going to make it a better place. They're going to give people a platform to discuss any topic they feel like discussing. Free speech, true freedom of expression. But you go to work there with your head filled with all of the indoctrination that you had just received from your five-year, six-year bachelor degree studies program and all those late-night parties and all of those speeches from those liberal college professors telling you that evil America has caused inequity and that we should apologize to the world for being the superpower we are and that we should simply spread everyone's wealth around equally. The people sitting home doing absolutely nothing should have just as much as the guy who goes out and works hard for a living. And you, with your college degree, laugh at the garbage man and the guy waiting tables. And you laugh at all of those menial people, the ones who wash your car, the ones who do your laundry. Yes, college did great things for you. So you go to work 
at this company. And then you find that some of the upper management team of this new media darling, Twatter, have the same idealistic dreams of a socialist utopia that you were just taught in college. Yes, my friends, you have made it. You've made it to the big time, working at Twatter. So we fast forward to 2017 and you're working at this media darling, Twatter. And you and your management cohorts who have now moved into vice presidencies and upper, upper management have allowed you, because you think the same way, to move into a middle management position. Yes, you with your little bit of computer knowledge have somehow stumbled upon a way to manipulate everything that is seen on the Twatter platform. You find a way to weed out those thoughts that do not align with you and your upper management buddies' political leanings. You find a way to censor, to eliminate, to wipe clean any messaging that does not align with your liberal, socialist, wonderful Democratic Party themes. And you are praised and lauded for it. Who cares if those middle America, the people, the flyover country of middle America, what, who cares what they have to think? They're not woke. They're not progressive. They're not liberal. They're not as idealistic as you are. They still think food grows from plants in the ground and meat comes from animals. Evil meat eaters. They should all be vegetarians. That's why we fly from California over middle America to land in New York and vice versa because we don't want to see how America truly works. We've put on our blinders, the liberals have. We don't want to see how America works. As long as it works for us and for our idealism, we don't care. And so we're going to eliminate any and all vestiges of conservatism, of Republican leanings, and especially of the evil orange man, who, by the way, just a decade before we thought hung the moon. So again, we fast forward a few years, you've moved up into the company, now you're in upper management with your communistic ideals, socialistic goals, and your memories of those adored and revered college indoctrinators, um, uh, professors, who taught you that the Republican Party is the only thing standing in the way of the new definition of American democracy. You remember how you were taught that Reagan was Satan, the Bushes were the embodiment of the Antichrist, and Trump, yes, Donald Trump, the evil television reality star guy who some kind of way found a way to buy his way into the White House, into politics, and that it was Trump who was out to destroy the democracy while lying to the people, claiming he wanted to make America great again while destroying it from the inside out. So here you are in 2017, you found a way to manipulate the Twatter platform to fool with its programming, its algorithms, the way it operates. You embrace your newfound technology to weed out those pro-conservative thoughts and censor Republican messaging. You now are a god in the Twatterverse. Lucky you. Now, before I move into the current year, 2022, let me take you back to your childhood. Remember that time on the playground in California when you were about 11, 12 years old and you went out to play with your little friends? And there was that one friend whose family had way more money than yours, the snob who decided to pick on you today for wearing last year's shoes or last year's fashions. 
Remember when you were picked on for liking the Backstreet Boys, but your friends liked NSYNC? Remember when you liked One Direction and your so-called friends were 30 Seconds of Summer fans, and they teased you and ostracized you and picked on you incessantly? Eventually, they kicked you out of their social circle. You weren't quite rich enough, quite refined enough. Remember you hated it, and you hated them for it? Well, apparently you didn't learn anything back then, or you would have not reveled so much in your quest to eliminate conservative thought from your new job at Twatter. Now, we fast forward to 2022, this week. You just got the notice from your new boss's boss's boss, Elon Musk, just in time for the holidays, that you're going to be laid off because he, the boss's boss's boss, Elon Musk, does not like the way you have picked on his friends in the big USA playground. Now you, you spoiled rotten brat, have no one to blame but yourself. And that, my friends, is what is happening right now at Twatter. The liberal, leftist, socialist, mainstream, slimeball media is now taking your side, trying to make Elon Musk out to be the bad guy when he was the media darling of the Democratic Party just five or six years ago. The media says, laying off 10,000 workers right before the holidays. My friends, you did it to yourselves, twatterers. The company got too fat with too many worthless, useless censors. Time to trim the fat. After all, we're in Joe Biden's inflation now. We're in Joe Biden's recession and Joe Biden's wonderful economy. I hope you have some money saved for that very expensive Thanksgiving holiday dinner. You're going to need it. Happy holidays from the Truth Hurts program. Parrot Count Pictures proudly presents a timeless classic retold. A holiday favorite told from a modern day point of view. Just in time for the holidays, treat the entire family to this festive seasonal classic. The Wrench Who Broke Christmas. Elon Musk stars as himself in a twat account. Watch as the former liberal with dreams of an electric car future realizes his dream is quickly turning into a nightmare just before Christmas. As electric cars burst into festive holiday flames in garages, parking lots, and office buildings. The oohs and ahs of the holidays will continue as the ghost of fossil fuels visits Elon Musk to remind him that big oil and gas companies are really still necessary in America. Watch as the ghost of wind and solar power really never show up. Watch as the ghost of free speech teaches Elon Musk that buying twatter will send thousands of greedy, opinionated liberal souls home for the holidays in color. The color of pink slips. This classic tale of Ebenezer Scrooge is retold with a modern twist as Elon Musk stares out the window at Twatter headquarters and realizes that the true spirit of American freedom is freedom for all and for all a good night. A Twatter carol is rated GA for great again. And don't we all need for America to be great again? Now I can't tell you how many Truth Hurts program episodes I'm going to be able to get in before Thanksgiving, but I did want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. We are still a democratic republic. We are still a democracy. We are still the greatest country on planet Earth. And 
Hopefully, now that the Republicans have taken back control of the House, we can slow down some of this move towards socialism and communism planned by the Democrats. So just in time for the Thanksgiving holidays, here's my tribute. Grandpa? Yes, Timmy? I just love going camping here, sitting by the campfire and learning all the great things you have to teach me. I'm the luckiest grandson in the world. Why, thank you, Timmy. You're a pretty darn great grandson indeed. Grandpa, why are most conservative people, like, old? What do you mean, Timmy? Well, like, whenever you see people who love President Trump and hate Joe Biden, they're like, you know, old. Why is that? Well, you're still very young. You haven't experienced life yet. You haven't had to work for a living. You're too young to have experienced all the things that us old people have experienced in our lifetimes. And experience teaches us things about life. Like what, Grandpa? Well, Timmy, remember when your old Grandpa told you not to touch that hot soldering iron in the shop and you touched it anyway? How could I forget? That thing burned a hole in my hand. It hurt like that dickens. That's what I'm talking about, Timmy. Old people like me have learned the hard way that electing liberals, progressives, Democrats, socialists, and people who are basically trying to destroy our great nation does absolutely no good for our country. But, but Grandpa, my teacher's kind of old. He says that old people like you and people who think like you are destroying America. He says the country was founded by racist, slave-owning white men who spent the entire history of our nation trying to keep black and brown people down and killed all the native indigenous people and the buffalo and tried to remain in wealth and power by exploiting people through low wages and programs designed to make white people rich and the rest of the country poor. Timmy? Yes, Grandpa? Your teacher is an idiot. In fact, your teacher is an idiot wrapped in a moron. He probably is either a minority or one of those LBGTQRS freaks who got a free education on the system that he claims to hate, earns a paycheck by teaching you kids lies from a government handbook from the government he hates, lives on his salary plus whatever free government benefits he takes from the government that he claims to hate, and then brainwashed to think the way he thinks. Because he's actually jealous of people like your dear old grandpa. Wow, Grandpa, you said a mouthful. That's right, Timmy, because hard-working men like your dear old Grandpa, we went out and got real jobs, earned and saved real money, bought nice houses and cars and boats and jet skis and RVs and fishing camps and motorcycles, and that makes people like your moron teacher very jealous. So, Grandpa? Yes, Timmy? That explains a lot, and you are very smart and wise. How'd you know my teacher was a black man that used to be a woman, and that he's gay with some white woman that used to be a man? and that he went to a free college for black people, and that he doesn't make a lot of money. Huh, Grandpa? How'd you know? How'd you know? Because, Timmy, as I said, experience is the best teacher, and your dear old Grandpa has a lot of life experience. Oh, and to answer your very first question, the reason that so many common-sense conservatives like your dear old Grandpa are, as you say, old, because every year, once liberal progressive people experience all the realities of life, about half of them develop the common sense to abandon their foolish notions of socialism. Once they open their eyes and see that almost half of their hard-earned paycheck goes to pay people to stay home, to not work, and to take, take, take from the government without contributing anything to the nation, those intelligent folks, again about half, become conservative, and they grow old and wise like your dear old grandpa. The other half remain blind to reality. So that's why so many old people are conservative, Timmy. Wow, Grandpa, I had no idea. And some people were brought up to think that they are somehow victims because they were never taught the truth about their heritage or their history. Some people spend their entire lives thinking they're owed something just because of their skin color or their freakish life choices. And that, Timmy, is why some people never become intelligent enough to be conservative. 
Gee, Grandpa, I guess you old conservatives are really the only people who are actually woke. <laughs> hey, Timmy, you're exactly right. Once a liberal sees the reality of their political choices, and they actually wake up to that reality, they become conservatives. I always tell my friends I have the smartest grandson a man could ask for. I'm so proud of you, Timmy, for having the intelligence to ask me such great questions. Well, Grandpa, I had a great teacher. I first did that particular episode, uh, that skit on the Truth Hurts program, years and years ago, and it still holds true today. You know, we have a lot to be thankful for in this nation. I would love to have had a little more to be thankful for, like control of the U.S. Senate and control of the U.S. House. But at least with control of the House, we can rein in some of gropey Joe Biden and the liberal progressive woke Democrats runaway spending and it is my sincere hope that they do something with their power this time around i sincerely hope that steve scalise and the house republicans start real meaningful investigations into the criminal dealings of the biden crime family starts looking into impeaching the feeble president of the united states who has done so many bad things to our nation since he took office. Hopefully they can help rein in this massive inflation, wave off the recession that has already happened, and we'll have recession part two coming up in 2023. I hope we can get the border under control. I hope we can rein in runaway government spending and programs. We shall have to see. I do know many, many Republican voters who say this is your last chance. If you Republicans don't get it straight in the House of Representatives this time around, we may not support you next time around. That's all the time I have, my friends, for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. If I don't hear from you or see you before Thanksgiving, have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Mm-hmm.